You are now listening to Warrior on Fire. Fire. Hey everybody, it's your boy Garrett J. White, the founder of Wicked Warrior and CEO of DKW Styling. Welcome to Warrior on Fire, Daily Fire Edition. Today's topic is this, my goddamn shoelaces. Sit back and relax and welcome to today's Daily Fire. Alright, so uh, I have a challenge. A challenge that probably is leading me towards getting Velcro shoes. You remember Velcro shoes? Velcro shoes, my friend. My mom had a pair of blue Velcro shoes when I was growing up. They were called kangaroos. I don't know why I remember these shoes, but I was like eight or nine years old. My mom had these shoes called kangaroos. And I would take them from her and wear them all the time. And they had a zipper pocket on the side and they had Velcro straps. So you could put the Velcro straps down and it would like keep your shoe on, no shoelace. You know exactly what I'm talking about. But on the side was a little zipper pouch, hence the phrase kangaroos. And my mom put some quarters in there one time. I didn't even know were in there. She may have placed them on purpose. I don't know to this day. I'll have to ask her. I end up going to a karate class, and uh, I come out of karate class. I'm waiting for my mom to come pick me up, and I reach down into the kangaroo pouch, and there is 50 cents, and my friend, I got a soda with it. Now, these Velcro shoe experience with the kangaroo shoe have nothing to do with what I'm talking about right now, but let's, let's roll into it. Every morning when I go on my walk and talk, I wear the same pair of shoes. I wear a pair of Nike Free Runners, or Free Form something somethings. I don't even know. I've had them for a little while. I've had them for a couple of years. I just wear them when I walk every day put them on. I walk four miles, take them off. It's the only time I wear them. On the way to on the walk, hit the walk, take them off, right? But I have this challenge every single time I am wearing these shoes. It is almost with guarantee 80% of the time my shoelace on one or both of my shoes throughout that four mile walk will come unlaced. And I was sitting there tying them, walking and talking yesterday with one of my team members. And then again today with one of my team members and the same shit happens. Only yesterday when I was doing it, my shoelace came untied on my right foot three times on my left foot twice. And there I was stopping our walk and talk and addressing the issue. Tying the laces, tying the laces, tying the laces. We'd be walking again all of a sudden. We'd be like, holy shit, are you kidding me? I need some kangaroo shoes for God's sakes because these shoes continue to do this to me, which is they continue to unlace. Now, I'm 42 years old, almost 43 years old, which means I should know how to tie my goddamn shoes, but obviously I'm proving to myself and everyone else I cannot fucking tie my goddamn shoes, and I should probably have the Velcro kangaroo shoes. But I'm sitting there today, and I'm tying my laces after it came undone again, and I'm thinking to myself, I gotta be some kind of idiot. I am dealing with the symptom, but not solving the problem. Dealing with the symptom, but not solving the problem. Right, which was what? I'm, I'm tying the shoe over and over again, but I keep tying it in a shitty way that does not work. I mean, it's not like I'm aggressively hiking a mountain. I'm just like walking. Walking up a few hills here and there, but really I'm just walking basically and flat up to a little bit of terrain and back down. Like This is the reality of what I do, walking, 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 and yet the same thing I keep tolerating, which is the unlacing of the shoes. So finally today I'm sitting there, I'm like, what the fuck? So I go down, I lay unloosen my shoes, I pull them all the way back, I tighten them up from the tip of the shoe all the way to the end, and then I tie it and I pull that shit really tight and guess what happens? My shoelace does not come undone. Yahoo, I pass kindergarten. But as I was sitting there and looking at this, I was, I was considering inside of my world how often you and I end up in this place where we just keep doing something annoying, like stopping us, stopping ourselves on a walk and talk five times to tie our shoes, yet never addressing the actual issue. And this is the principle, that an issue will stay an issue until you deal with the root cause. 
An issue will stay an issue until you deal with the root cause. An issue will stay an issue until you deal with the root cause. An issue will stay an issue until you deal with the root cause. In this case, my root cause issue was my shoe was too, the laces were too short because everything else was too loose. Which means when I started the bottom of the shoe and I started tightening the lace up, I had enough lace to be able to actually get some leverage on it, cinch you down and make it stay. Right, this same thing happened in my marriage. Right, same thing. I was dealing with symptom issues constantly, but never dealing with the root cause. My business, dealing with symptom issues, never dealing with the root cause. My body, symptom issues, never dealing with my root cause. So here's my question for you. Where in your world across body being balanced and business do you currently find yourself in a situation and in a place where you are dealing with the symptom but not dealing with the root cause? Now that you know that area, pull out your warm up and your weapon, aka joining your pen, I want you to write that area down. Here's the area where I'm dealing with the symptom but not the root cause. And the second question is, what could you do today to start working away at dealing with the root so that the symptom itself no longer became a problem of fruit? My friend, what you just finished listening to is today's Daily Fire, a parable and a principle. Up next is the Daily Fuel, which is the connection of that fiery parable and principle to the actual production strategies of living the warrior's way found in the warrior book. So if you don't have a copy of the warrior book, well, guess what? Although this next daily fuel is going to be powerful, it won't be nearly as powerful if you don't have the tools and resources to follow along. I would encourage you to head to warriorbook.com and get that book shipped to you today. Man, woman, or child is going to help you either way. So with or without the book, here we go. And welcome to this section known as the daily fuel. All right, my friends, so you got the parable. I'm dealing with tennis shoes. I'm dealing with the unlacing of the tennis shoes. I'm dealing with the problems, the kangaroos, Velcros when I was a kid. And the principle from our fire parable today was this. Dealing with the symptom, but not solving the problem. Not dealing with the symptom, or excuse me, dealing with the symptom, but not dealing with the actual problem. Symptom, problem. Symptom, problem. Symptom, problem. Okay, the problem is the core issue, which is actually triggering the system. If you're looking at this from a, from a tree perspective, we look at the fruit and we can look at the root, right? The fruit has, let's say, a result that you don't desire. In my case, it was the shoelaces are coming undone, right? And then I've got this root, which is the root cause of what was happening, was how I was tying my shoe. I changed the root, I changed the fruit. <clears throat> Instead of dealing with the symptom, I started dealing with the core problem. And as we talk about this idea, we're going to link this up inside of the warrior book into the door and the keys. We're going to be in chapter 28 in the warrior book. We're going to be dealing with the what. Now, there's a frame on this. What, why, when, how. What, why, when, how. What, why, when, how. But I'm going to preframe this again because, again, we're going DJ style on this one. And I told you I was going to add to this conversation with you inside the keys so that you get it. We're talking about the one door. You're not going to see that in Warrior Book, but I want you to think through it in this concept. There is a door that is not urgent, but very important. Now, I referenced in our last Daily Fuel, this, our Daily Fuel, the conversation of Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People and what he calls the Time Matrix. And inside that Time Matrix, there were these four categories in which a person could experience the doing of things. Right In the top left were the things that were urgent and important. In the top right were the things that were not urgent but important. In the bottom right were the things that were not urgent 
and not important. And then there were the things that were not urgent and not important or not important. Okay, and so we have these, these, this quadrant of conversation happening. I'm not going to spend any time worried about what's happening in that bottom right or bottom left quadrants. We are going to spend our time looking at the top two, though. These two ideas of where information will hit our experience. Cash, we're going to deal with the, the first three. So if you had a quadrant in your mind, you're going to deal with the top left, top right, and the bottom left. Okay, so let's take a look at the bottom left. The bottom left is stuff that is important excuse me, not important to you, um, or excuse me, it's important, but it's not urgent to you. Okay, it's important shit, but it's not urgent. Bottom left, important, but not urgent. Okay, what does this mean? This is other people's agendas, right? This is somebody in your team bringing you something, your wife, your children, or someone inside of your organization, your employees, your teams, your clients. They bring you something that is truly important, but it's not urgent to you. It's urgent to them, It's an issue for them. They've been pinging you and they're wondering why you're not answering. It's urgent for them, but it's not urgent to you. It's important to them and it's important to you. This happens to my team members all the time. Here's what is important to me. And I'm like, okay, I can accept that's important for me too. And this is urgent for me. I'm like, no, 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 it's not urgent for me. So that bottom left quadrant, we lose a ton of fucking energy in because why? Because we're stuck in this game of dealing with this not urgent, but important agendas of everyone around us. This is called literally managing my day by fire. And the fire is started by everyone around me. Now, if we move to the top right quadrant, the top right quadrant is the things that are not urgent, okay, and are not important. Okay, excuse me, important, but not urgent. I'm like fucking this quadrant. I'm trying to talk through it. Top right are the stuff that is that is not urgent at all, um, and it also is very important. Like it's things that things that are important to happen, but they don't have to happen right now. They don't have to happen right now, right? So they're not urgent at all, but they are important. So again, the first quadrant we're looking at the bottom left are things that are important, and they're not urgent to you. Now we come over to this other thing, and we say, okay, well we got these things that are important, but they're not urgent. Like we don't have to do them. Look at the look at the conundrum between this. Things that are important but not urgent, and things that are urgent but not important. And this this conversation that you and I are dealing with back and forth can be a confusing one if we're not aware of the following reality, which is as I look at things that are important, and I look at things that are not urgent, inside of that quadrant. Okay, they're important, but they're not urgent. This is where our greatest accomplishments in life come from. Okay, if you look at the greatest strategic moves you've ever made in your business, made in your marriage, made in your body, made in your life, they came down to things that you made moves on that were, they were important, but they were not urgent. You didn't have to do it right now. I don't have to write four more books. They're important, but it's not urgent. It's not, it's not something that I have to do. Right? There's shit right now, moves you need to make in marketing, things you need to do in business. They're important, but they're not urgent. If you do not do them this week, the business does not burn down. Right? Going on date night with your wife, it is important, but it is not urgent. Okay? It's not urgent. Versus everybody else's agenda bringing you stuff that's important and urgent. They're like, hey, you need to do this. It's not important. Uh, You know, it's, it's important to this other person, but it's not important to you. And it's definitely not urgent to you. You're like, listen, I appreciate that you're bringing this to me, but I don't have bandwidth to deal with this right now. 
Then we have our top left. And our top left is the stuff that is urgent and important to us. Okay, while we were dealing with stuff that was urgent to others and important to them, now we're dealing with stuff that's urgent and important to us. This is my fire hit list. This is the shit I have to get done today. This is stuff I gotta get done this week. It is not a maybe, it's a must. I got to, it's like oxygen. If we don't, we're fucked. This is a must do this week. Very urgent, absolutely important to me. Versus, bottom left, not important to me, but very important to somebody else, okay? Not as important because it's not my thing. I get it, but it's not urgent to me to do anything about it right now. Even though total urgency is on your side, not on mine. Top right, something that's important, but it's not urgent to me. Top left, something that is important and urgent to me. Okay, and most businesses and most producers operate their entire life off of the top left and the bottom left, which is they have all this shit they know they need to do. And most of that urgent, important shit was actually loaded up by the bottom left quadrant, which was stuff that was important, but not urgent to them. It was given to them as, as, as like somebody else's to-do list. Hey, I need this from you. Hey, I need this from you. Hey, I need this from me. You're like, okay, well, fuck it. Roll it up to the top left. And we'll go ahead and just take this on. And the top left, we're just going to go ahead and take this on. I guess everything's fucking important and everything's urgent. And then these are the days you get done with stuff and you don't even understand how or why or what was like. You're like, I know I did a lot of shit today, but I don't even know exactly what that was. So I'm around tons of business owners that get stuck in this loop where they're in the same. Like I, I was just had this experience a few days ago where I'm sitting on a yacht and I'm around guys. And many of these individuals are in the same fucking location the last time I saw them five years ago. Like they're not, things have not progressed and things aren't better. They're the same. And what happens is when a business runs itself off of this constantly dealing with the fires and agendas of others, the urgent shit that's so important to other people, but not important to you, but you feel like you have to stuck in that bottom left, or you're constantly stuck in the important and urgent, which is all the shit that you have to manage by firing get done this week or the shit burns down. They spend very little time in the important but not urgent quadrant in the top right. Which is when they settle down and they say, what is the one thing that I must do that is not urgent but is extremely important to the future expansion of my business? For example, writing the books that I am writing right now, Attack with a Stack, The Habit All Lifestyle, Winning Impossible Games, Not Gonna Shall Be Open. These books do not have to be written. But I did something sneaky. I chose them and made them urgent. I selected them. I said, oh, no, no. I'm putting the books in the top right quadrant. They are important to me. They are not urgent. But I am going to pull them over from an important, not urgent over to an important, urgent in the top left. I'm going to choose to make these by design Important to me. So when we come back to this game, we say, okay, well, dealing with a symptom but not solving the problem and the goddamn shoelace issue, these interconnect like a helix in a beautiful way, right? You look at the, the fiery game that exists on that left side of the quadrant, right? I'm constantly hustling, constantly hustling, constantly hustling. Five years later, I'm hustling in the same fucking way I was five years before. Shit has not changed. Things are not different. I've not improved. The game is not on fire in a productive way. It's actually on fire in a destructive way. Why? Because I wasn't dealing with the problem. I was dealing with the, the symptom. 
but not solving the problem. And what is the problem that most producers face? They constantly manage their business by reaction. They constantly manage their creation by default. And they constantly find themselves in a game of choosing to create driven by the fire of other people's fucking agendas. So this is our preframe. Our target is every single week for you to select one door that is not not urgent, but it is important. And by design, you're going to pull it over and say, this is the door that I am going to open this week. And inside of that door, we find four specific keys that will open it. Now, each one of these keys are going to be linked up to a what, which means we have to identify what is the first key that will open that door. And with that being said, we're going to jump finally into our chapter here. This was an entire chapter on the one door. It's not even in there for you. Now you got it. Here we go. Verse number one. Do you know what your driving force? Do you know what your driving force is? What do you want? It's a simple enough question, but the interesting thing that starts happening when people get asked is they spend, they typically respond back with what they don't want. Two, well, here's what I don't want. No, 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 no. You don't understand. I didn't ask you what you don't want. I asked you what you do want. Three, when asking this at an event, a trainer continued around the room asking those in attendance this question and then, of course, confronted me. You, Garrett, what do you want? I gave him some bullshit answer that wasn't really what I wanted because I didn't realize what I wanted at all. Then he pulled my chair to the front of the room and continued. What do you want? Four, he's a real badass dude that eventually came to want, became one of my business partners. I said something else and he would say, no, Garrett, what do you want? Over and over again. It felt like I was going on forever. Five, finally after the arsenal of what do you want was unloaded at the bottom of this, we actually found something that mattered, something that was significant. There was this wanting and longing underneath, a clarity that we found that was stripped away after all the complexities. He left me there in front of the room. He left me sitting with this reality that I'd uncovered in myself. My mind was blown as everything simply became more simple. Six, simplicity is doable, doable. Complexity is not. We might ask ourselves, why is it that most men choose to create lives that are so complex? Why do we do this? Why did, we do it? Why did I do it for so long? It doesn't take work to live in complexity. It also doesn't mean you're genius to talk about something that sounds complex. Seven, complexity is the conversation of the ignorant and retarded. It has limitations in what it's able to do. Eight, and using the key four, we're saying the entire game of clarity amidst the complexity that comes down to a what. What do you want? What is the action? What is the outcome? What is the game that would tell us that we won? Nine, keep in mind that simple also does not mean easy. As we ask better questions, we start to discover new possibilities. It was in the questions that I began to strip away the complexity and break it down to the basics of simplicity of here is what I want. This is the outcome that I desire. Here is why that outcome matters. This is when I'm going to pull it off. And here is how I'm going to do it. So I'm going to spin this over and we're going to come to the summary on this one. Here, here's a piece I want you to get at. Okay, my one door becomes that what? I'm sitting there saying, what do I want? And this is typically this is driven by a bigger vision of maybe where I'm going this year in my business. And I look at where I want to be. I say, here's what I want at the end of this year. And then I back that up this week and I say, okay, great. Well, what do I want to select inside the quadrant of not urgent, but important? And how can I pull that door across into urgency and importance this week as something that by design, by my own declaration, I am saying this what is significant. This what must happen. This what is where I'm going to take this experience. Now, my friends. 
We're going to read our final points to ponder here. And then we're going to get after it. I promise you, I'm going to keep DJing the shit out of these next couple because you need it. Here we go, chapter 28.1. When asked, what do you want? Once you find something that matters and is significant to you, once you do this, it becomes a driving force and clarity from the complexity that's been created when focusing on what you didn't want. Point two, just because we've learned how to make something simple, that doesn't make it easier, and therefore it is not important. Three, look at our look at our outcomes as targets rather than goals. Just as a sniper zeroes in on his target, he doesn't make a goal. It is his mission to focus on the target. And point number four, inside of Keep 4, we're going to have a lot. Have to let go of commitment to something else, a belief system, relationship, or direction in business. As you look at what you want and where you are, you'll see the gap where something that you were committed to three months ago no longer makes sense. My friends, the one door four keys is the weaponization game of productivity. I'm fucking pumped for you. So you just finished the Daily Fuel. Now it's time for you to get access to the action guides, personalized, customized journaling, and association with others who listen to the Daily Fuel every day for free by heading to warrioronfire.com right now. That's right. Head to warrioronfire.com today and set up your free account inside of the Warrior Armory. On top of this, you know exactly what you also need to get, which is the new book, Warrior Book, found at warriorbook.com. That book, together with what you're doing inside the armory, well, it's going to take these daily fuels to a whole nother level. So get that account set up today at warrioronfire.com and get your book shipped your way by heading to warriorbook.com now.